Hello! Happy New Year, everyone! It's so good to be starting the year on Dive Podcast. Happy New Year! Do you have vision boards now? Do you have New Year Me, New Year, uh, New Year, New Me resolutions? What do you have in starting the New Year? As for me, I don't have New Year resolutions. <laughs> I don't have New Year, New Year vision boards like they say. If you are in team, we move. Good for you. If you are team, you yeah, knew me. It's also good. But all the same, the goal is to keep moving forward. The goal is to be amazing. The goal is to re- continue to reach lives and impact the world. Really. Yeah, that's the goal. And living for Jesus. Yes, yeah, so living for Jesus. Okay, so it's a new year and I'm so glad to be starting this year with you on Dive Podcast. Mm. My name is Ifeoluwa Oibisi and you can call me Dive if you are just joining us on Dive Podcast for the first time. And on this episode of Dive Podcast, hmm, my people, I am so looking forward to the depth of emotions and insights that this episode is going to bring to us as we deal with a very sensitive um sensitive and intriguing topic i must say yes um i do say before now that i feel like every every female every female every girl every, almost every girl or every lady has experienced sexual molestation like our normal day runs in nigeria but now i'm beginning to see that sexual molestation even goes beyond girls some boys and men also experience sexual molestation so with all this my explanation and everything i've just let the cat out of the bag so our topic this on this episode of dive podcast is sexual molestation yes it's a very interesting and an intriguing topic so get ready for a lot of wisdom life nuggets and practical things that you 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 will resonate with or yeah you might not resonate with it <laughs> yeah let's get it going and to thoroughly walk through this topic with me is a truly amiable powerhouse young lady who through her life experiences she has been reaching out to strengthen to strengthen other people's lives and i am so glad to have you to have her here with me today on this on dive podcast her name is chica chica nadi she's a project manager in a public health focused non-profit organization she is very passionate about reaching out to people and helping them to live better you're welcome chica you're welcome to dive podcast it's so good to have you here and me Ifeolua, i am here for the best dose of wisdom life nuggets and all the stories in between so you're welcome chica hi good evening good evening thank you for for having me i'm excited it's an honor and a privilege to be here thank you again and again you're welcome you're welcome so let's get right into the conversation 
would like to know a bit about you about you we'd like to know about you tell us how growing up was for you let's just have yeah a good idea of who chica is okay so um chica chica is a girl uh, i grew up somewhere in northern nigeria um from a family of sex I was born into a family that um, literally uh, uh, my parents' marriage was something I envied, something I loved and wanted a replication of that for myself. You know, uh, born in a home where a very disciplined home, you know, my dad runs a school and he is someone that is so centered on morality and you know um discipline very important you don't miss out on that people that their parents are teachers i'm sure sure they'll be able to relate like mm-hmm. literally relate with this you know so it was um exciting with the discipline came um that very in-depth love you know um excitement in the home and so many beautiful things too so there was a balance too at the end of the day to um, the kind of home i grew up so it was really exciting for me growing up it was um, beautiful for me um, having to attend uh, my dad's school and um, that, that was where i had my background school from and um, afterwards of which i had to I, I went further to a boarding school the federal government boarding school and uh, it was another exciting period of my life. There were so many fake ways I had from there. Then I moved on to the university, and that was when I left the north. So I came down to the east, University of Nigeria, precisely. You know, so that's how somehow my growing up um, stage was. It was fun. It was exciting, but it was another um, phase of my life that ushered me into um, a, a, um, a very lifelong. Um, you know, um, kind of um, pain, you know, but um, so that's that's more like what my growing up was like. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. So you can speak. I, I just just I believe or just assume that you can speak Hausa very well. And you can also speak Hebrew very well. All right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's just say I'm a language kind of person. So uh language is not really my thing. Speaking those languages, no. I <laughs> had to even try to learn how to speak Igbo language. Wow. You know, it was yeah, so uh language is not really my thing, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So if it's tribal languages, that's a nada for me. If it's Igbo, I'm finally getting that balance, at least the very basic and normal Igbo, not the dialects that requires some wow. very strenuous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that... interesting. Okay. So moving on, uh, the topic in focus on this episode of podcast is sexual molestation. To you, what is sexual molestation? And uh, okay, so I have other questions to add to get okay. that. But let's let's start with, with the first one. So, what is sexual molestation really? And is there okay? So, is there any difference between sexual molestation and um, sexual harassment? Is there any difference? So, so let's deal with the first one: sexual molestation. What is it? Okay, so I'll definitely say that um, 
harassment comes with you know those sort of advances you know um that sexual advances that a, a lady or a guy finds offensive that you get to throw once in a while at the person like you, as an, an individual gets to throw a sort of sexual advances at a lady or a guy you know because it's a two-way thing you know and um and so far it is um re- received as an offensive gesture at the party you know so those are the harassment you know probably a lady passing and you touch her butt or she um, a guy passing and you're just suddenly touching him where he doesn't want it you know the very unusual physical and you know um, sort of you know kind of touches and sexual you know um um like responses you give to someone that does not um, required of which the person find us offensive and you know repels to uh, that's actually what i would say as sexual harassment you know molestation here comes to the activity in itself proper so molestation comes to that very you know uh, no longer advances but they are now fully actions that you get to now do against that person you know um so if you're talking about having to forcefully you know um put yourself uh, on somebody either by forcefully having sex with the person forcefully having to even kiss the person forcefully having to call um um, you know um cordial and do a lot of erotic um conversation of the person and so many things you know, so at that moment, it's more like moving from that advances that you've been giving, probably feeling like the person did not was not responding in the way you wanted. You wanted to now forcing yourself on the person. All right. So um, I know this for sure because I also understand that um, as a child, um, when I was um, about eleven, and I, I know that um, Sunday morning was one of those beautiful Sunday mornings that everybody would just wake up. I want to go to church, and so this that Sunday morning was one of those very, um, um, you know, uh, mornings that I I hope I do not have to keep remembering. But as human, I feel like it's what has come to stay. But even as God has helped me to heal, uh, where uh, we woke up and my late sister had. You know a crisis she was having kidney issues that period so that morning was one of those money where so many things just um happened and um she was just at that point of um needing very urgent medical attention and my mom she just she was just like um a week after um births like she just finished giving birth like a strict shortly a week after that so she had a, a one week old child she had to rush out that morning with my dad you know they had to start traveling to Kaduna state that was where they could go to they had to start traveling with Kaduna. so my dad had to take my mom to the park my dad had to see to others living so i, I really can't remember why i was the only one you know, meant to stay at home, uh, being the first daughter. And I think I also had to wash some napkins at the lights. I, you know, 
like sort of clear the house and I was just told to stay at home. So that um, neighborhood in question is is not a neighborhood where, it's not the type where we stay in now that you are on your own. You have your own fence, you have your own, um, you know, gate and the like. So we're sharing with others too. So um, being that very innocent child, I was just, I was done. I was sort of lonely. I decided to say, let me go to a neighbor's place to, you know, um, check what's going on and um, just watch TV because it was normal then for us to go there and watch TV. And um, going to watch TV in question, because this neighbor as of then is was a Muslim and is still a Muslim. And uh, I went to watch TV and the next thing uh, that happened was that he raped me. And this was somebody that we could look at literally and you know, someone that as a as a child with other children in the compound then that we looked up to, a very mature person that we looked up to, you know, and has really been someone that I could say that, you know, we, we saw as all these big kind of elder persons and respected. So it wasn't they were not they were not even advances. He, he had this he had this picture around a good neighbor, you know, he had this picture around a good person. And I had this thing around, I could just easily like go in and go and watch TV because that was all we we're always doing that period. We just look for where to watch TV or something. You know, I was just alone. I didn't know what to do. I said to go to his house to watch TV. And that was it. And that was where um, he raped me, you know, just out of no reason, out of nothing. But he saw a vulnerable Sorry. girl and he just was he married? No, he wasn't married. He was he was he was fully a single person then. Yes. Wow. I remember clearly fully a single person then. So just you know, one of those people you look up to and stuff stuff happened. You know, so that's that's um yeah, so that that's also um from the place of experience, uh, what I also define as that um sexual molestation and how it all happened. And then you were yeah. you said you were eleven years old, right? Yes, yes, I wow. was as young as that. Uh-uh. I was as young as that, yeah. So that that was literally it. And, you know, I came back and I was just crying, you know, and um, there was nothing I could do, actually. There is always almost like nothing that person can do in such situations, literally, you know. Um, yes, there's always nothing you can do. <laughs> you just get to just pull yourself and move. Like you're being left that way, you're also moving, you know. And uh, you move with that understanding of um, there's nothing I can do, right? There's nothing I can say. There's nothing I can do. And questions are arising, you know, as regards to what just happened and so many things. Yeah, so that's more like how that experience connects to what uh, my definition of what uh, sexual molestation is all about. Okay, thank you so much. So I have questions to to really follow on the story you you shared, but I'm going to take my time to to I'm going to take my time to ask those questions um, in, in sequential order. So. Um, what are the emotional effects of sexual molestation so yes you shared your own experience so how did i don't know if you remember how you felt then so how did you feel then and um 
I'll, I'll, there's a question I really want to ask because of that, of the experience. Okay. Had, but I'm trying to maybe keep it back a bit. But what are the emotional effects of sexual? Uh, what are the emotional effects of sexual molestation? Wow. Um, the emotional effect is uh, is always very deep. Um, it's first for me. It's destructive. Okay. Um, so, what first do you mean all, by destructive? Mean, destructive for the victim or for the for the uh, perpetrator of, of yeah. okay, okay, it's, so it's destructive for the victim, you know, and I would <laughs> the abuser, like I said, moves on, and you don't know what's going on, but you now have mm. to start dealing as, as the victim. You're dealing with so many things at that moment. At that moment, um, personally, I was asking so many questions to myself, like, and I was asking God to like hello what 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 just happened why did it happen like what is it you know and i couldn't bring myself to talk to my parents about it you just do not know why you could open your mouth and talk to them so i had this emotional roller coaster you know i had this very you know turbulence inside of me every day by day every day by day you know and i remember so clearly that i also became more emotional and bitter about the situation when i say emotional i had my emotional like um impact emotional negative impact on myself i had the emotional negative impact around god i had the emotional negative impact around people especially guys especially guys so i had this part where um i was scared that's also another um, another very terrible thing about it i was so scared of having to mention it to my parents like why am i telling them how would they see it how do i tell them how do i even explain it how am i sure that i would not be perceived as the wrong one how do i explain it you know and so many questions it just kept you know holding me back holding me back like why am i talking about it i'm like okay all right let's just keep it to ourselves you know uh the next person doesn't need to know you know and uh, then i also had this very emotional pain because i actually i finally got to lose that we finally got to lose my sister my late sister then wow. you know and yes so i was actually so bitter um to, uh, around god like okay. i was bitter toward god and i was just like telling him okay so um you sat up there and you literally took allow this to happen to me and you still could not compensate me you still allowed my sister of whose you know that issue the emergency came up that morning that somehow the family had to be divided a bit you know and the least you could have done was to compensate me and make her leave those are the questions i kept telling him you know just made her leave like you took it from me you allowed this to be taken from me okay why did you have to take her again too? Why do you keep taking this? It was just so funny. And I was 
angry anything called the male gender oh my god please i don't want to see you please i don't want to view like i do not want to literally see that you exist you know and with the acceptance of the fact that they existed i just wanted them to be very far away from my life and everything you know it was so heartbreaking it was so emotional it led to some very nonsense vices you know that i got myself into but you know, I, I, I realized I, there was one funny incident that happened then. You know, I, I, I had this hate around men and my, my dad observed it. I remember one of those days he came in to the room and he told me that, hey, that if any girl is not approached by a guy, if any guy does not come and say, how are you, I haven't toast you, then you're a monkey. That should learn to smash, learn to lighten up, you know. But he didn't understand. And those are some of the times I wanted to just open up. But for every time I wanted to open up, I saw that I couldn't. I showed that I was limited by the thought of why, what would happen, how would they take it, the heartbreak, and so many, 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 many things, you know. Those things literally kept me in that, you know, stage of not healing, stage of hurt. You know, I was so hurt that I even had to curse the person and his unborn daughter has then. You know, it was such it was the, the emotional the emotional the emotional effect became like an avalanche of so many negative effects, you know, at God, at people, at men, at myself, at the person. It was just so many. So day by day I was living with these thoughts. Day by day I lived with the pain. Day by day, you know, I I was struggling with these things. So uh, the emotions here are very, very intense, you know, and it's, it's almost like something that, you know, it, it's in life we desire that something is coming one day at a time, right? This one does not come one day at a time. It's all encompassed, you know, it's telling you that you're supposed to tell your parents. Why won't you tell your parents? You say, why would I tell my parents? You're reminded that you lost your sister, that, you know, um, if God had kept her, probably you'd have been more happy and forgiving God. So you still, God, you are not forgiving him. You're reminded of the person and be like, why would this person betray you and how you've known and how the family have known the person? You are just thinking so many things. You are hurt. You're feeling terrible, you know, and bad about it. So this and more were so many of the things that I, I, I you know, I had to pass through every day as a child. So you see uh, that child growing up not so happy with the world and you're asking probably what's wrong. No, it's not because I came from a home that wasn't loved or from a home that lacked love. I literally, you know, have that beautiful love scene in my home. Birds, it came from that place of, you know, words happened and how I felt limited, how I felt so um enslaved with my thoughts my imaginations the pains and everything i i wanted to let it out but i couldn't you know and i felt like i was so scared if i do it what would this person do and so many things too so the, the effect was just i uh, know it was just so it was another, another roller coaster that i had these glasgows every time you know yeah wow wow I really can't imagine. If I say I can imagine, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so apart from the emotional effects, are there any physical effects? So at that age, at that young age, how were you able to deal with your body? How were you 
So what? <laughs> oh God, I can't because I can't imagine. I, I'm short of words, really. Like I'm literally short of words. So, yeah. are there any physical effects at, after after the sexual molestation to you, as even as a girl then, as a young girl then? Yes. So I would say about physical effects. One of the physical implication was um, having to be exposed to a life of masturbation, you know, as a young girl. So how that even, that's, that's why sometimes it's just so shocking. How that even came about is what I don't know. But it was literally after this, you know. So um, that's why sometimes when I, I tell people that when you see five um ladies who are probably um named prostitute because of what they do uh you know um three or four out of those five i am not mixing exaggeration here okay two to four or three or four out of those five ladies have actually been sexually molested they've had to and these are some of the now um ripple manifestation that ripple physical effects you know that comes to play aside from the emotional trauma that the person gets to do because she's probably smiling every time when she comes out to display herself as you know the how the 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 the, the goods goods for the day you know but what she goes what she what she goes through inside the emotional trauma inside is what you're not seeing but she's going through that you know but the, 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 the now the physical effect of it is having to now you know daily be that person that uh, wants to or rather sells her body you know for men and the likes for me i had that physical thing of um having to suddenly um i suddenly saw myself i still masturbating and i did not understand why and i just knew that this was not it this was wrong this was not me this was not what i wanted it was it became incontrollable it became something i couldn't control you know if i was in a private place or myself and for those times i was very 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 livid with god you know i was still very livid with god so for every time it happens i'll just be crying i'll go on my knees you know and i'll have to be telling him okay somehow i know that i i i, I see my friends pray to you i see how they talk about you please help me if you're really there please help me get over this attitude this this um you know um behavior if you're really up there you know and so many times i remember those days <laughs> so funny those times i'll be like oh god if i do it again please kill me don't let me leave ah i literally said that you know and i could imagine i could imagine you know god having to look at me and from his throne he was all he was all about oh my grace is sufficient for you and i wasn't hearing that i wasn't seeing that all i know was that i was so immersed in pains you know and i i am just there and i'm like god please help me and i'm still angry with him oh but i'm looking at that very thing i know that 
my parents have used to talk about who he is you know to us and i'm like okay so i i believe you're there i believe you exist you know i'm trying to forgive you for letting this happen but if you're there again give me the chance let this go you know help me deal with this and so many things so it's that one was a very terrible you know very terrible character that um found out that you you just don't know how we just entered you and you know happened you're hating the other part of life and this just becomes the thing afterwards you know so you know enough enough it connects more when you hear people say after this incident it was more like um they couldn't hold themselves you know they said doing one thing or the other just for that sexual satisfaction it's not what they want it's not what they put in themselves you know they literally hated the incident i literally hated the incident then why did this where did this come up like why was it something that as if it it was something that followed me you know into my body and i had to start this playing out so um i know the physical effect varies for so many people but i speak from the fact that mo- there are always um there's always a very physical effect of it there's always a very emotional effect of it you know and that one gets to suffer because this was literally not something you wanted for your life this was literally something that was forcefully taken from you so um you have been exposed without your control to those things you know and you're looking at at how to do or not you know what to do or what not to do in such cases too okay so and um one of the things around this um the physical effect also and probably emotional effect too i would say is I think it's quite relative right to um the age or um the age when this happens to the yeah, person yeah yeah either as a child as a teenager as a full youth or as a full adult you know it's relative too right mm-hmm. but we know there's always the common thing around um the negativity built around it how it entirely controls your lifestyle how it entirely begins to affect what you do what you used to believe in you know how it deviates you know the entire purpose and patterns and you know stuff that you wanted for yourself how it's almost like life is being taken from you and you're trying to fit in again because you no longer see life the way it used to you begin to have questions begin to have doubt you it creates this fear around i'm not able to deliver i'm not able to do um i'm easily scared about things uh it keeps me in my show when i want to explore when i just want to do those things i'm excited about doing that excites me to you know you know build uh, even if it's build and purpose impact i do not want to everything creates an atmosphere of fear i'm always reminded i'm i'm in that fear place of fear in such a way that if it requires me you know um having to just even have a one-on-one conversation with a male probably just to strategize on something i'm thinking like my head is all over the roof like what is not going to happen what is going to happen can i trust this meeting to be safe can i not trust this meeting to be safe you know it creates that insecurity you know and it just 
it just creates the limitation you know and that's why it's so painful because it's not just at the moment kind of effect the effect now goes with you so you have to intentionally now start desiring to heal you have to want to now because that's already a journey now you need to now know how to you know um reiterate your step you know um begin to seek healing for yourself begin to ask god to heal you you know begin to desire that healing because this is not what you want this is not how you want to be so how are you able to now say okay i understand that i'm totally lost because of this i understand that i am so limited it's even the limitations on that are very very painful because you understand that we are social beings and the way god has designed it we are dependent on each other so if i know that even if this person is genuine but because i have trust issues because i don't believe in men again because i see that you can't find anyone that is genuine there needs to be something going out of something there needs to be some request coming out of you or some things like that so how am i able to make sure that you know um i do not think these things and i'm like well i'm not doing well i'm not i'm not going to be engaging in this project i'm not going to be engaging in this activity i'm not going to be doing this this is because of this person here so all these things and more creates that prison you know you're literally outside the confines of um the world's definition of prison but you are literally in an imprisoned life you know it creates limitations day by day it does not give you the open hearts to do the things you want to do it limits you from the kind of persons you want to work with it limits your interaction thereby creating very low engagement you know so it takes a whole lot a whole lot and it takes a whole lot to even begin to say i want to heal like you know that moment you know you want this for yourself not because you don't want healing for yourself but you just realize it's it can't continue this way like how long am i going to stay in this ditch i need to i need to like arise i need to literally like move out of this and find my way back you know i know probably this memory is going to be here all days of my life but i cannot keep letting it define me i cannot keep letting it you know hold me back you know so you know those physical effects and the thought around it is something that you, it's 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 very much as 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 real and as you know um as um do i say as strong too you know as people have had to share their stories you know but one thing i know that it's so relative and sometimes you're thinking like which age category is probably easier when it happens there's no easier one when it happens you know we're emotional beings we are social beings and anything that distorts our emotions it doesn't make it easier for anybody it is not supposed to be easier for anybody you know we are humans there are limits to what our, our bodies can take our emotions can take you know so it's not even by our age anymore it's not by our experiences because some of these things are some of the things you never wanted for yourself so how do you begin to say that did i personally say i wanted this pain for myself you know i didn't you don't teach yourself there's no way you teach yourself how to overcome pain 
No, it's just by experience. So for that one is also a new experience. So you you it's not like you learned it from somewhere how to deal with that particular kind of pain, right? So it's just it's relative and it's it's my like it's a journey on its own until you come to that point of I want to get healed because I can't keep I, I just I just do not want to keep dwelling in this part. I need to just break out again, you know, and be me and be the me that I've always wanted for myself. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Chica, for sharing. It's been very enlightening. And I must say, it has been emotional for me listening to Chica's experience and uh, um, things they saw. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm literally wowed with the story and experiences she has shared with us on Dive Podcast. Thank you so much for being vulnerable with us and strengthening our minds with positivities. Because what this thing does for us, what's your story, the wisdom you are sharing with us, what it does for us is to strengthen our hearts and help other people who have similar experiences. Yeah. So, so now to deal with it better, to find their strength, to come out of uh, of the emotional effects, uh, emotional and physical effects of sexual molestation, and also look going further for the second part of this sexual molestation episode. We'll, we'll also go further to to know how we can guard against the occurrences of sexual molestation in our society yeah and all of those things the help the guard the guarding and similar conversations we'll have in the second part of sexual molestation with chica on dive podcast so if you've listened this far to this episode of dive podcast please don't go anywhere Mm -hmm. stay with us we'll proceed to the second part of sexual molestation just keep keeping tabs keep keeping tabs with dive podcast so you know when the second part of sexual molestation on dive podcasts will be released thank you for staying with us and listening to i'm sure you enjoyed listening to this very enriching intriguing episode of dive podcast thank you so much chica thank you for joining us we are personally i'm blessed listening to this and i also feel like a good number of listeners across the world will also be blessed and they will find strength in this this podcast thank you so much Mm -hmm. see you at the second part of sexual molestation on dive podcast bye bye everyone Thank thank you for listening thank you for having me thank you